Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. We are live, MMA Industry Podcast, June 28th edition. I am your host, as always, James Lynch. And today I have a very special guest. Uh, he is the co-founder, managing editor, and editor-in-chief of MMA Today. Of course, I'm talking about Tony Fognano. Joining me here on the program for the very first time. Tony, how are you? I'm doing great, man. And you did, you did a great job pronouncing that hard last name. Yes, I got it. I got it. We're already <laughs> up to a good start. So that, that's excellent, man. And uh, the way I like to start the show, as people know, is I always like to talk about how my guests and I have met. Um, and you and I have actually met in person, uh, Bellator NYC last year in June. Uh, we did, we were, we were part of that like flow combat, like meetup or whatever. And I'd known about you a bit before, but it was cool to actually like get to talk to you and everything. And uh, I mean, I'm like, like, what was that uh, whole experience like for you getting to do Bellator NYC? Because I know that was one of the, the big events you you guys started doing uh, right off the bat yeah i can honestly say say still that was probably the funnest event that i've covered um and just the whole week was just craziness from start to finish and you know obviously meeting up with you guys and and meeting everyone that was at that meetup not just from flow combat but i think there was someone from forbes and and just you know outlets you know all, all kinds of ma outlets so that was just a really cool experience and i've i you know i haven't been to to New York City since I was a kid. I'm from the West Coast, so that that whole that whole week was just awesome. That's excellent, man. Well, let's start all the way from the beginning because I one of the reasons I love doing this show is because a lot of the guests I get on, I don't know about their backstory and I don't know how they got into the sport. And I I literally, I mean, other than MMA Today, I don't know too much about your background in the industry. So let's start all the way from the beginning. You mentioned the West Coast. Where did you grow up? Uh, when were sports uh, on your radar? So like I, I'm from somewhere that even people in California don't even really know when I tell them. Uh, it's like dead center between San Francisco and L.A. They call it the Central Coast uh, from San Luis Obispo. We're really not known for much uh, besides being the home of uh, Chuck Liddell <laughs> and John Hackleman's gym, the, the pit. So growing up, you know, that was always a big like community thing, you know, in a small town where you don't have a lot going on and you have this figure like Chuck Liddell, who's, you know, like the hometown hero, I guess you could say. Um, it, it, it's just a big deal. I remember John Hackleman, would, my, my dad, uh, at, at the time when I was growing up, was uh, basically like a struggling artist. And, and he, you know, his job to, to make money because artists don't make money, just like uh, a lot of MMA journalists. Right. Um, you know, he, he, he would uh, do framing. For, for pictures and, and posters and whatnot, John Hackleman would come in all the time and uh, and want his, uh, you know, Pride, UFC, Chuck Liddell posters uh, all framed to put up in the gym, uh, the pit. the pit. Um, and so that's how my, me and my dad and John Hackleman met. And, like, I, I took a couple classes when I was younger, uh, you know, kickboxing and, and whatnot, or they call it uh, the Hawaiian Kempo. Is what okay. it's what the pit calls it. Um, so that's how I got into MMA, and uh, you know, I as a kid, I was, uh, you know, I spent a lot of my childhood, you know, uh, basically uh, in trouble. So okay. you know, I, I, I missed out on a large portion 
of the UFC because I was I wasn't able to watch TV or you know circumstances and whatnot. But I I, I really I really got back into the sport of MMA. Um, you know, I obviously watched Chuck Liddell growing up, and, and then got really back into it when that that heavyweight tough season started. Ah, and they had Kimbo Slice, and it just all came back. And I've ever since then just been a full blown, you know, hardcore MMA fan. Very cool. Okay, so what about um, other sports? Were you interested in anything else besides MMA when you were growing up, or did that sort of come maybe later? Or what? What was sort of uh, sports on your radar? I, I kind of yeah, I follow like a little bit of people that know me. know I follow like a little bit of everything, like MLB, uh, hockey, even you know. Uh, nice even like football so- or soccer as it's called football and American football as well. Uh, the only one I've ever written about before was, was baseball, but okay. uh, that, that was, that was probably my biggest passion when I was, you know, younger. Excellent. And what about school? Like where, where did, did you do any post-secondary? Did you go to any uh, school like that or anything like that? I went, so <laughs> I, like I said, I was, I was kind of a bad kid. So, mm-hmm. you know, school was, was out of the question. I, I somehow managed to graduate high school and uh i kind of messed around for a few years and then once once i got my my stuff together um i decided i was i was gonna be a a, a, you know go to medical school oh cool okay so (laughs) i started that process and then uh just talking to some people that worked in the industry i was like i don't think i can do this like the the amount of stress these guys go through and just some of the crazy stories I was hearing, you know, I was like, there's no way I could do this for a living. Like, and it just, it didn't even sound. And and the more that I started taking the classes too, I was just losing more and more interest. And I was like, this is just really something I don't want to do for the rest of my life anymore. Like, okay. so I, I really figured that out, you know, uh, early on, I guess. So what do you do for work now? I know you have a full-time job, like on top of managing the site and everything else. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, I'm like a glorified secretary. Um, I give you my job title and everything. Glorified secretary for for a tech company, Um, which is it's kind of cool because you know I I do some paperwork in the morning, and then the rest of the day, I'm just redirecting phone calls and you know taking notes and whatnot. And it it, you know I hope I hope my work isn't listening, but uh, (laughs) a lot of times I'm on my phone, you know, on Twitter. you know, I'll even like edit stuff from my phone for the website. So I, I, I'm really like doing double duty, you know, keeping up with everything that goes on in the, the MMA world and clocking in that that nine to five at the same time. Which is most people in this industry, you know, this is something I talk about a lot and, and it was me up until last year, but it's it's one of those things where if you want to be involved in this industry, you got to have that nine to five because, you know, if you think you're just going to get a full-time job in this industry, it's it's so, so few and far between. As far as mixed martial arts, we talked about, you know, you being a fan and obviously growing up with it. What about actually getting involved in media as far as, you know, writing or anything like that? When did that first start? Well, my first writing, like I said, my first writing wasn't uh, MMA. It was it was MLB. Baseball, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I was a big Cardinals fan. Uh, I, I did, you know, I I spent some time out in Missouri, and they just kind of caught on with me for whatever reason. Um, and I had this. I had a couple blogs actually. I had one that was uh, it was birds, bats, and beers. I think, and it was okay. very similar to what Flying Brian does. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Oh, but of course I'm familiar. Yeah. The yeah. reviews and everything else. Yeah. 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 So it was very like, I feel like Flying Brian is living my dream right now with the beer reviews and all that stuff, which is really fun, you know, and just like doing that and, and Cardinal news. And, and then I got into the prospect side of things. And I, I think I started another blog called like baby birds. I can't remember, <laughs> but okay. it, it was, it was more prospect focused and, uh, you know, we'll get into the, how the kind of that, parlays into you know parlayed into what MMA today is uh but then yeah i guess my first MMA writing gig um was they're no longer around but um cage pages oh, okay yeah and um that that's how i broke in um i was doing i really had no idea what i was doing because like i said i was running a personal blog before so like seo and and you know um keywords stuff like that i had no idea what that was and um i i I really picked the thing that i 
grasped onto from there was uh, interviews, and they had a good relationship with like Combate Americas and Bellator. So I was every time the list would come out, you know, for for interviews for an event, I would just try to take as many as possible, um, and that was kind of you know my my niche or whatever you want to call it. That's great. So when when was this? When did you start writing for Cage Pages? I, like like if you kind of ballpark it for me, uh, pun intended. Uh, probably two two years ago. Okay, cool. Maybe. That's interesting. Not sure. Do you, do you remember the first interview you did? I do. I do. I, do. I totally. It's very vivid in my memory. Actually, it was Steve Swanson, uh, Cub Swanson's older brother. Oh, cool. Okay, because he fought for Combate, right? Yeah, he had that one fight in Combate, and uh, I remember I was really nervous and like. And I, and you know, Steve was great. He, he he's a great guy. We we really like connected because you know he had like more of a rough upbringing, and my upbringing wasn't that great either. So we could really like connect on that level. And uh, I just remember I I thought I you know I got so much good content out of him. His story is great. And uh, this was my my rude awakening to MMA journalism because uh, as. <laughs> At the day that the same day that I that interview came out, which I thought, you know, I was like, oh, this is great. Like, you know, this is really in depth and whatnot. There was a piece from MMA Fighting, actually. Uh, I can't remember who the author was. Whoever does their long form um, Sean stuff. Shoddy or Chuck yes. Martin, probably one of yeah. the two. Yep. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. Uh, and, and he did, like just blew me out of the water. Just did this <laughs> gigantic piece with Cub and even Cub was featured in it. And, you know, had both their sides and, and like way more detail than, you know, at this time, like my writing is nowhere near his. So it was just like I was I was proud of what I did. But at the same time, I was like, man, like I got a long way to go. OK, that's interesting. So as you're starting out this, I mean, we talked about the baseball writing and that was sort of your foundation. And then you get into MMA writing. Were there any mentors at this time, anyone that you sort of confided in as far as advice or anything of that nature? Not. <sighs> I mean, not. I mean, I don't want to say like nobody helped me, but uh, I, oh, Dan. Uh, I hope I don't butcher his last name. Doherty or Doherty. Okay. Um, it, it, he was one of the editors at Cage Pages, um, and, and he was great, man. He would he would give me like awesome feedback um, anytime. You know, he wouldn't just be like, "Oh, you made a mistake. Like, go fix that." It would be. It would be like. Hey, like I, I fixed, you know, these few things and, you know, um, uh, you know, next time, like, like pay more, a little bit more attention to this and, and give me some great tips on titles and whatnot. Uh, but I really didn't have any mentors or anything like I, I mean, I definitely uh, I couldn't. I couldn't be doing this without like my girlfriend. She's like very supportive of all this. And, and you know, I, I, she keeps me sane. So. Oh, I hear you. Trust me. It's, I've, had, I've had many a conversations and, uh, you know, it's, it's like for me, even it's the, the, the dynamics so much different now because like, you know, I had a supportive girlfriend who's now my wife and now I have a son. So it's like, I have to balance, like, if you don't have that support system, it's very tough to do this because it, this is a very, as you know, a very much 24 seven industry where you got to be on top of things. You, you know, I'll, I'll be at a family function and I see some news break, you know, it's yeah. like, you have to, these are the types of sacrifices you have to make. But that's why I said, uh, you know, I, I said this earlier this week on another podcast, you know, you have to be a little bit crazy easy to be in this industry would you agree a little bit yeah i definitely would characterize myself as a little bit crazy i think most people that know me would mm -hmm. um you know I'll, i'm definitely that guy too it's funny you said that because i'll be you know at my grandma's birthday or whatever and i'm <laughs> on my phone over here you know tweeting and and keeping up with all the news and you know redirecting people to news stories to, to you know to, you know to write them up and whatnot so uh, i'm definitely that guy and uh, my girlfriend keeps me grounded. Um, you know, I'll, I'll confide with Nolan Kings as well, who was who was on here. Um, you know, just we kind of you know are on the same page with a lot of things, and he's a lot more uh, calm than I am, I guess. So yeah. I, if I'm if I'm really revved up about something, he's the guy who you know settle settles everything down. Let's talk about MMA today. I, you know, I was going to delay it a little bit, but uh, we got to get right into it because there's so much to talk about. If anyone's watched this show, I talk about your site at least once a week where, you know, I, I really like what you guys have done and I, I like the team you guys have. And I really think it is the best spot to start if you're, if you're getting in the industry. So how did this come together? Cause it was, I know you and Izzy Garcia, as we've seen on Twitter, uh, MMA and Ticer, uh, came together and formed this. 
first off, how how do you know Izzy, and how did this you know how did this partnership come together? It was the weirdest, like just everything just fell into place, you know, perfectly. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, my my time at, or a lot of our times at Cage Pages had come to an end. Um, I think they were kind of merging with fan sided at the yeah. time. And um, the transition just, it didn't go smooth at all. And I, you know, I'm, there's no one really to blame. It just, uh, you have like a group of two different teams trying to like combine and it, it just didn't work out basically. And so um, a lot of us are, are, most of the team was either let go or a lot of people just left when they found out that, that other people um, were, were, were being let go. So, so basically cage pages, was no more at that point. Uh, I think they continued for like a few months afterwards and then just completely dissolved. Um, and so, you know, I had no idea what I was going to do at that point. I was like, I knew a couple of, uh, you know, I knew the Bellator PR guys very well at this point, because like I said, I had been doing the interviews with them. Um, and so I reached out to them and I had this idea, uh, MMA today. I had a, very poorly done logo and kind of you know I, I it wasn't a blog but i had like an actual url and everything mmatoday.org and uh, it was just me though and i was i was trying to like figure out what i was going to do i was writing some stuff i was kind of even doing more like in and i don't know if they're investigative or um you know just getting into the more nitty-gritty kind of kareem zidane type uh, yeah. articles okay and, and so izzy at the time i don't i don't nobody probably knows this about izzy but he was writing stuff like that too uh, mm -hmm. he's actually been referenced in some of zidane's uh articles and whatnot yep. and so he has you know me and him basically were working on the same story uh about some you know conor mcgregor's ties to the to the you know um Irish mob and whatnot, just growing up. Not that he's actually connected to the Irish mob, but just, you know, some of the, the friends that he had that were, you know, a part of that life. And, and so we were working on the same story. And so we were messaging back and forth. And of course we had, you know, many uh, conversations just about MMA in general. And uh, it was somebody else who, who kind of, you know, was like, Hey, why don't we start the site together? His, his name was Shannon Sass. Who's who's no longer in the you know doesn't isn't involved in MMA journalism at all anymore. Um, but he, but he had the idea like hey let's get together and make this site. Well I was like and I was like well I have this MMAToday.org. Um, not sure what we really want to do with this. Uh, and then just ideas started coming through. Uh, we got unfortunately the MMAToday.com without a dash in it. I don't know if people are familiar with the site. There's MMA-today.com. The the guy with the MMA-today.com uh, domain wants $13,000 for I him. I heard that, yeah. Yeah, and so <laughs> tried reasoning with the guy. Not happening. Uh, so unfortunately, I don't think that's going to – I don't think that's ever going to happen unless, uh, unless you know, that's somehow pried away from him. But uh, So we, we settled with MMA-today.com anyway. And uh, it was, so it was just me, Izzy, and this and Shannon. And Shannon was much more of a boxing guy, but he did some a couple of you know nice um, opinion pieces. And Izzy was still doing you know his investigative stuff, and really did you know I'm not a I'm not a website guy at all. So it, it, Izzy really set up the whole website and it, what it, the way it looks now and the way it's been maintained ma maintained and whatnot. That's all him. Like I. I'm really bad with running, you know, like the, the back end kind of stuff as far as I don't know code or anything. Uh, some people might think, you know, Izzy's just internet troll, but he's he's actually um, a computer engineer. So oh, I didn't this know that. Just, yeah, this just falls right in his wheelhouse as far as um, setting up the website and whatnot. And, and like I said, things just fell into place perfectly because we had... Uh, Another uh, DC Howard, who at the time, you know, reached out to me, you know, wasn't really happy with his current situation and, and really wanted to expand and write about, you know, recap events from all over the world. 
uh, just kind of global coverage. And I was like, yeah, man, like we're, we're starting the site up. If you want to join us, you're more than welcome to. And I think DC at that time uh, brought kind of brought Sean Bitter, who's like a prospect expert along with him. And yeah, we just, we, we ran off with that and it just kind of kept blowing up from there. I don't even know how we got to where we are today. Yeah. And what, what I was amazed by, I was actually out for drinks last week with a couple of MMA media people here, but to Alex Cafiti, who works for you guys, um, oh, yeah. she was telling me that how many people actually work for the site. It's There's like 60 people that contribute to the site or something like that. Yeah. Something crazy like that. It's definitely, it's gotten very big. Uh, you know, we get, we get emails all the time. I try to keep up with them. You know, if people are listening to this and they have like an email in our inbox that hasn't been replied to, you know, I, I, I just get a lot of them and I, I try to sort through them. Writing samples, big, you know, that's really big. If you're just reaching out and I have no idea, you know, if you've even written anything before, it, it's tough for me uh, to know whether you're going to be a good fit or not, basically. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a great place to start. Like I've said on here many times, how did you sort of, I, I guess early on, you were sort of open to anything as far as the direction of the site you've gone. But one of the things I really like is that like, like you guys said, you cover everything. I mean, there's, there's really a focus on, you know, the smaller shows, international stuff. And I think that's needed. I mean, you see these bigger sites, you'd swear that there's only, if, if you ever just reading their stuff and nothing else, you'd swear there's only four promotions. That's it. You know, like it's, it's crazy. So I really like that, that aspect of it. Um, when did you sort of start to notice that this thing was blowing up? Because I think now you're, everyone knows your site, everyone knows it in, in the bubble and everything else. But when did you, when was that moment for you where you kind of were like, wow, like we're finally getting recognized? Uh, that, I, that moment, I, I don't know. I just had multiple people reaching out to me, like, like just not even, you know, nothing, nothing brought not, no big event or anything had happened like we hadn't like broken any like big story or anything recently uh but people would just reach out and be like hey like i really like what you're doing and i'm like well thanks like it's just like constant like you know mess like nice messages from people in the industry and they were like i don't know where they were coming from like uh, i was extremely grateful i just you know I don't know if someone was mentioning us somewhere or, or what was going on, but people were just like, you guys are doing a great job. Like I really love what you're doing. Like, you know, if I can ever like help you guys out at all, like just let me know. And, and these are people who have been in the industry way longer than MMA today has been around. So that was like, you know, I, I guess kind of the moment I was like, all right, like <laughs> we're here. <laughs> Did you know early on that Nolan and Sean were going to be such integral parts of your site, especially Nolan, where, you know, he's breaking all this news and it's not, it started out as like sort of little fight announcements, but now it's like, I think you guys broke every matchup on the contender series. Um, you know, there's, there continues to be just really big news coming out. Did you expect that when you brought Nolan on initially? Oh yeah, I totally expected that. You know, I, I, I saw that all coming. Um, no, no, I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, you know, I, I knew I saw, I saw Nolan on Twitter, you know, breaking, you know, breaking some smaller stuff. And, and I was just like, who is this guy? Like, you know, and, and I reached out to, I, no, Izzy reached out to him. Izzy reached out to him and was like, you know, hey, would you be interested in, in breaking some news for us? Like, we're a, we're a brand new website. Would you like to kind of get in, in on the ground floor and be part of this team? And I think he was a little bit hesitant because he was like, I, you know, I just kind of a news aggregator just uh, i feel like i don't really belong you know in, in real MMA journalism but like and then he was like and then he was totally on board <laughs> uh, once he joined the team he was just like he was full in like once he was in he was in um and there was a certain point where i i knew he was like really uh there was a i can't remember the event it was the event before osp took on okami uh, or maybe two events before that and we had the we had heard the week following up to this event that uh sakuraba was going to be and uh inducted into the ufc hall of fame mm -hmm. we, we never got confirmation on that story um so we didn't run it you know early before before obviously before the ufc announced it but also that same exact week uh we had heard that our nolan had heard that that shogun was was going to be pulled out of the event versus OSP, and then we're going to have this you know replacement come in, and so we had this 
and we were able we were finally able to get multiple you know sources on that and run that story um but that week so i was like i was like dang like this week like you know no one could have broken these two big stories in a row and i was and that was when i knew like he was going to be something big yeah and and of course that you know you you guys sort of i I remember that exact week too when all that happened and that was like you guys like you know making your mark so to speak because like i said nolan was breaking a lot of news and now this was you know this is a big one because it was a big ufc event and well not a big ufc event but it was it was it was the 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 news of the week so to speak i guess is sort of the the best way to put it um what about you mentioned sourcing and stuff um how did you sort of come about like what is allowed to to get out there like is, is it like how do you do you have like a rule of like hey we have to have these this many sources like how do you determine that well, I mean, you always want to have multiple sources, but yeah. I mean, there's sometimes when if you have a such a direct source, you know, and it's like, for example, you know, a fighter that is that is literally training with it with a directly training with another fighter um, is telling you, hey, we're preparing for such and such opponent or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, not not to say like managers you can't really trust, but sometimes they'll give you info that that's more helpful to their client than just, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, so, so you don't want to go off of that. You definitely want to get multiple sources on that. But if it's like, if it's the, if it's the fighter themselves, sometimes the fighters themselves would just like sort of tell you and, and like, you know, be like, Hey, like hold off and wait until, you know, this amount of time to, to release this info or someone they're training with directly. will let you know, um, you know, that's the only time would ever run a story that, you know, without being able to confirm it with, with multiple sources. Interesting. Now, I know sourcing has been an issue for you guys, as it has for a lot of sites where you guys will break something and then the bigger sites don't credit it. Has, has that improved? Do you find you find like you're starting to get the respect now where you will see the byline and, and you know, on, on a bigger website where they say, hey, MMA Today broke this? Or is it still an issue for you guys? It's not as big as of an issue as it, as it was. No, yeah. like totally not. Um, you know, we even saw MMAToday.com on the ESPN ticker at one point. I remember that. Yeah, that was very that was a, that was surreal. Um, yeah, like and even now, like you know, after talking to like you know, I talked to Josh Gross in LA, and I talked to Ariel in um, in Chicago a few weeks ago. And, you know, really like settled a lot of things with the, and the MMAJA, you know, I think they're doing some good things with the grievance and what grievance um, filing and, and, you know, I'm really on board with what, what their mission is. Um, you know, they, they're not quite there yet, but they're getting there basically. And um, it, it, it's a lot easier now. I, I feel like I could just, you know, reach out to whoever, you know, the editor of, of most sites and, and just be like, hey, like, you know, I, I realize that there's, you know, either the wrong source or, or no one sourced for the story. But we actually we broke this. Um, if you have the time to co- go in and and edit it, um, you know, that'd be great. And and kind of like what, what I was telling Ariel when I was in Chicago was I, I, if I if I could go back, I would change some things like we definitely were a lot more aggressive at the beginning, but that was out of just pure frustration. Like it was like, we were being, it's not like I was going or me or anyone on the team was going in public first, you know, as, as the first measure and calling people out. It was like, this was after unanswered emails, unanswered Twitter DMS, like people were just ignoring us. Like, and and it just, it, it was a, it was a boiling, we hit a boiling point and I was just like, you know what? Like, we're just gonna have to kick the door down, basically, and announce ourselves like that way. And I really didn't want to do it, but that's how we did it. And and I told Ariel, you know, if I could go back, maybe I would have done things different. But if I hadn't, you know, would we be in the same position? And you know, I kind of got a non-answer there. But um, that's that's how I, that's how it all. It's it's so much easier now, though. Like everybody's great um and it's i would say for if anyone's starting a smaller site now and is having that issue um reach out find out who the editor is because you might be talking to the wrong person you know a lot of the times you you might be talking to the writer of the article and they don't have time to go in and edit it or they don't even have the capability get get the editor of the site 
you know, they're right. the ones who can go in and change that immediately. They're usually the ones who are the most available um, and, and most knowledgeable on like who to source. And you might even be, you might, there's been times where I was like, oh, actually, you know, so-and-so had this before we did, you know, and, and I thought we had the drop on it. So it's yeah, and I was going to say, kind of on that same note, um, how have you, has your social media habits changed a little bit? Because, you know, I know you manage a site and I know, you know, professionalism is a big thing. And I've talked about this on the show, like when I say goodbye to your credit card rewards, greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. An issue where someone took my content. I did it behind closed doors. Is that something where you're trying to, like, like kind of just feeding off what you just said there, where, you know, you email the person directly? Is that something you're being more conscious of now as far as, you know, how to deal with situations? Absolutely. 100%. Um, when, when 2018 hit, I, I remember I, I told Nolan, I was like, we're, 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 we're being, we're, we're taking like, if we have any issues, they're all going to be, you know, behind closed doors. They're all going to be handled, um, you know, through back channels, like no more, you know, aggressive tactics, basically. Um, like let's, let's, you know, handle all our business, you know, very professionally. And just, you know, kind of uh, change, you know, the way we approach certain things. So definitely now it's like, uh, you know, we don't, we don't get into our, you know, I try not to get into arguments or, or, or get the end of these, you know, if it's a, if it's an instructive argument, sure. But, you know, just, you know, the back and forth and the, and the you know, the more unnecessary stuff, totally avoiding that. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to mention the guy's name, but I, I saw you get into it with one of the journalists who seems to get in with it a lot with other journalists as well. I think we know who we're talking about here. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think and I've, I'm conscious of this as well. It's like you work for these outlets or in your case, like you own a site, like you have to be careful about what you put out there because people will use that and formulate it in a way to, to use it against you. So is that something with your, you know, the people that contribute to you? Do you have to kind of lay down the hammer sometimes being like, dude, you can't say oh. that on social media? Oh, all the <laughs> way more than i would like yes yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of because uh, because you know we we are taking in guys who are new um to this world and and you know people who are up and coming so they have no idea you know they're they're you know used to just you know saying whatever they want so yeah that happens all the time where i'm like dude you you, you can't say that you can't at fighters you can't you know respond to media members like that like um you know it happens all the time like even just uh you know uh photos like people just use photos and, and i'm like you can't just use somebody's photo you know like you, you have to credit them or at least what i like what nolan does where he tags them in the in, in the in the bottom of the 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 twitter post or whatever yep images he uses and, and stuff like that, because it, that's someone else's work, you know? Um, so I, I get on the, I get on them all the time about stuff like that. Well, and one of the things I don't think people realize, and I, I say this a lot as well, you know, it is kind of like the wild west. Like there's no, like if you look at other sports, the bigger sports, you know, like football, hockey, whatever, basketball, I mean, there is sort of a, a, a process of how to get into the industry, what the guidelines are, how professionally you should act and all that. But in MMA, there really isn't anything like that. I know the MMAJA, you know, has started and would like to implement something like that. But really, I mean, I see people make mistakes all the time, but it's just, it's because they don't know because there's no, there's no one like out there saying this is how you have to act. Um, you know, one of the ones I see a lot is people trying to get interviews through twitter but they'll publicly tweet them which i think is so like i don't know it just doesn't come across as professional what, what are some other things you see that you know you're kind of like eh, i probably wouldn't do that 
Yeah, even I would take it even a step further. Like, obviously, adding them publicly is not a good idea. Yeah. Um. I, I, the only reason I would ever, you know, um, you know, say add them publicly is if they're not following you. Right. You know, like, be you know, like, hey, can I get a follow? I, I just wanted to DM you. Yeah. Um, that's the only reason I could ever see that being, you know, okay. And then I would take it even a step further, though. If they have a management company, like reach out to the management company exactly. first, yeah, and then go through them. Like we have a great relationship with multiple, um, you know, agencies and whatnot, and that's because we don't just pester their fighters, you know, with you know, you know, hey, we we want to interview this guy, and it, it, like I said, we have so many guys on the team. Sometimes I've even created like a whole channel. Where where people can say you know hey I'm going to be interviewing so and so because we've had we've had we've had uh, situations where where um, multiple writers will will interview like the same person. Yep, yep. So that's a, that's an odd situation. And um, I mean, as far as other like things to like we already talked about the crediting for photos. I think a lot of people when they when they if you like if we're giving advice out to people starting new websites. Um, don't just go to Google image, image search and, and take like the best looking photo from there. Uh, that, that might get you in a lot of trouble. I've heard some horror stories from other websites uh, who use like Getty images and wound up getting sued. Like that's something you definitely want to avoid. It's a, it's a, it, if at all, I always use I, what I tend to use is like social media. Yeah. Um, you know, pictures off social media, or ask permission from you know whoever if, if you're allowed to use this photo, um, and always credit, always credit. I mean, these are you know, you're writing, but your job is to write, but their but their job is is to photograph. So so you definitely, um, it, you know, they're doing a job too. I know you had Amy, uh, photo Amy on. Yep. And um, like she reached out to us and was like, hey. A, there was an image you guys used and I, there was no credit on it. And we were like, Oh, like, so, so I felt so bad. I was like, Oh my God, how do we miss this? Like, like I reached out to her personally. It was like, Oh, I like, I really apologize. Like we'll add that credit right away. Like total, you know, misstep by us uh, for missing that. Yeah, no, it, it happens. I think one more thing I'll add just sort of in the social media thing is fighter bashing. And believe it or not, you do see the odd contributor, yeah. you know, bashing fighters and, and worse tagging them, which is like, come on, like, I, I mean, I, th that's the type of stuff where you got to take the fan. I think that's one thing a lot of, I think, contributors struggle with is separating the fan from the, from the, you know, the, the contributor or journalist. Cause if you want to be taken seriously, you can't be biased. I mean, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging a good performance, but to go out there and say, this guy sucks. He was scared to fight. Like I'll see that the odd time. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. I've seen that. I've seen that recent. Yeah. And I think, I mean, as soon, as soon as you do that, it's like, I feel like as soon as you do that, like, it's just your credibility is like gone. Like, like, like I understand it more for like an up and coming guy, you know, but if you're an established or, or not established, but someone who's been around for a while and you're still doing stuff like that, it's like, nobody's going to take you seriously. Yeah. Like right. I, I saw someone recently adding Tyron Woodley and I was just like, any, any it said he was a journalist in his bio. And I was like, no, nobody's going to want to do interviews with you or take you seriously after that. Like you can't, can't be adding fighters and telling them, you know, that they, that you would you beat them up or whatever, you know, that they're scared and stuff like that. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, we talked about your day job a little bit and, uh, you know, managing the site as well. Um, as I know Izzy hasn't been, at least publicly, he hasn't really been doing too much for the site as far as, you know, like stuff like that. Is he, is he taking a step back or is he still doing a lot of the behind the scenes stuff? Um, definitely taking a big step back. Um, he's he's a dad now, like, like myself. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a dad. Uh, I think that really took, you know, he was at, he was at the uh, Mayweather McGregor, uh, thing with me, me uh, and DC Howard was there as well. So that was uh, nice for us to all meet up finally. Um, what a great guy. He, he had his, you know, now wife with him and, and, um, she was pregnant at the time, so they couldn't really, you know, <laughs> get too wild or anything. Yeah. In Vegas. But, um, you know, he's really had to take a big step back and it's just more, he's all just back end like site management. Um, you know, if there's anything wrong with the, you know, 
the, the site itself will take care of that. But our article wise, editing wise, I mean, it's just it's 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 me and like a, a pretty good team of, of editors right now, small group of editors right now. So how do you balance that like on a day to day? Like, you know, you go to work, you mentioned you do your work in the morning. I guess you're, you're constantly checking the site throughout the day. Like, how do you manage that along with, you know, having a girlfriend and everything else? How do you balance it all? Uh, it's tough. Um, I'm, I like it on a day that I'm working, I'll, I'll usually go in. I usually work like morning shifts, you know, um, so I'll wake up before and anything that needs to be done uh, on the computer that I can't do from work. I'll, I'll do that like video uploading. Um, I can't I can't think of, like I guess video uploading is really the, like the only thing you I can't do from work. So I'll do that. Uh, maybe pu like publish a few like very time sensitive. We'll have time sensitive articles, you know, that need to go out. So I'll get those out and or, or at least have those ready to go in the morning um, and then head to work. And like I said, I'll, I'll be on my phone throughout the day. I really hope work's not listening to this. <laughs> no, I'm sure that. Yeah, so I, I have the same thing. I mean, I've done I've snuck into boardrooms to do podcasts like I used to do it all because I used to work in digital media. And, you know, I was lucky I had a boss who was pretty lax. But um, actually, I have a story and I've told this on here before, but you, I don't think you've heard this before. So when we were at Bellator NYC, because I couldn't I could only take a certain amount of vacation time off for the year because my wife uh -huh. was uh, going to be due. I, I the Bellator trip, I had to technically work from home at my day job. So when we did that press conference, um, you, you remember it was in that really nice Viacom building and everything. Yeah. We did all the yeah. stuff. I had to do all my interviews and then I had to run back to the hotel and get on a conference call <laughs> for my day job. And just like, like, and, and I remember like, it was, just, it was some stupid, like, and I can say this now because I don't work for them anymore, but it was some dumb, like, you know, just reviewing the company. And it was like an hour. And I literally, I went on the, uh, I went on the call. I put it on, uh, I put it on like low volume so I couldn't hear it. And I edited the entire time editing my interviews <laughs> while the, the conference call was going on. But that's the type of stuff we do. Like you have yeah. to, it, like, like people have to realize, like, if, if you're going to work in this, you, you gotta, you gotta cut corners. Sometimes you, you get a good interview coming up. You'll have to tell your work, Hey, I'm sick. I got to work from home. I've done it. Trust me. I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta make the sacrifices. So it's, uh, it's definitely not easy and, uh, for, for everyone, I should say. So, yeah, um, I mean, I'll even, I find myself now, even like, uh, w when I go to the, when I go to the gym and I'm on the treadmill, it's like, even on the treadmill, like I'm, I'm, I'm like editing images to put up on Instagram or, you know, posting, you know, interacting with readers on, on Twitter and, and, uh, you know, making like, um, you know, Instagram posts, promoting articles and whatnot. So it's like, it's, it never, it's just a 24 seven thing. Like it just never really stops. Got a couple more questions here for you. I mean, we do have, you know, probably about 10, 15 minutes left, but uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you, and I know it's, uh, you know, it's, it, we won't have to get too much into depth, but I know, uh, you know, you guys obviously get now like ad revenue and stuff like that from the site. Cause you know, as you're working for the site, I'm sure, you know, guys, they, they want to get paid at a certain point. How have you navigated that as far as going from a site that, you know, was just volunteers to, I know, I, I believe some of the guys uh, get paid on the site now. Yeah. Like that, that was, um, so when we, so like I said, I, if I could do things differently, I would do things differently. I, I told Ariel this. Um, and that was one of the things, like, it took us forever to get ads up on the site. That was a, a big misstep by me. Um, and and we had, like, out, we were working with the Outbrain for a while. And that was bringing in, like, nothing at all. And um, and we, we, we had, like, a few random sponsors, I think, throughout the time but that was really just i mean none of that was profit like it was just going um you know straight back into the site and, and other costs that we had and, and so uh, i feel like there was a i mean it's all a learning experience but I, I feel like our first you know nine months or so like i i really i didn't do a good job of of getting ads up on the site to create revenue and and um incorporating other social medias besides Twitter uh, that didn't start until recently. Like we were really behind on Facebook, even more so on Instagram. Um, I, I guess I was just kind of ignorant. I, I just thought, you know, like, you know, everybody's on Twitter, like, you know, we'll, we'll be fine. And it didn't take into account, you know, that you, you need all these platforms basically to succeed. Um, and so ju just in the past, I think, month or so, we finally got Google ads up on the site, which someone had been telling me to do forever. And I, you know, was like, well, I, I, 
I don't know anything about that. I don't know how to apply for that. Finally figured that out, got them up on the site, um, and just now are starting to figure out like the details of like how this whole ad revenue sharing thing is going to work. Um, I still don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, but we're, we're getting there, basically. Um, this has all been a learning experience for me. And um, that's definitely something for, for like for new guys, guys starting their own website, figure out that ad stuff right away. <laughs> yeah. And, and make sure you get all get all those social media platforms. Don't ignore Instagram. Just even if you're not a fan of it, you know, there's a lot of people who use it. Fighters, there's fighters who like exclusively use Instagram and, and don't use Twitter or, or Facebook or whatever. So. Um, it's, it's, you definitely need to be on all the social media platforms. Yeah, actually, you know who has a, I was reading a Gary V's book, uh, crushing it. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's, uh, it's, you know, he really talks about the emphasis of, of the brand and hitting all those social media platforms. And I'm the same way. Like I, I, Twitter was sort of been my, my bread and butter for the last couple of years, but I've really started getting into Instagram and my Instagram, you know, it's, it's, I'm putting more work stuff on there before it was more just like, you know, dumb personal stuff. But yeah. I, uh, you know, for, for me, it's like, I'm trying to incorporate more of that now. Cause at the end of the day, I am a brand and, and in your case, the website's a brand. So I guess you have to hit all those areas in order to uh, get the reach that you want. You know, it just takes one post to, you know, get noticed, uh, you know, by a fighter or whatever and, and have people, you know, you want to be easily accessible. I think that's the best way to put it. Right. So that easily accessible. I, I definitely want to check out that book you just mentioned. Now. That oh, was... crushing it. Uh, do I have it? I, I don't want to get up, but it's uh, it's it's right there. You can't see it in the yellow over there. But uh, okay. yeah, I've got it. It's uh, it's Gary Vee. I don't know if you're, you ever heard of uh, Gary Vanderchuck. He's like a digital media wizard. Yeah. And uh, yeah. He's, he's really good with the with with branding and all that stuff. So that's something I'm really learning now because, you know, as a freelancer, I got to, you know, utilize my brand. <laughs> so uh, so I recommend checking it out because a lot of what he talks about is, you know, hitting all those different platforms. And and it's, you know, there's different ways of, you know, sort of generating uh, income and all that. But uh, we're not here for business class, but I figured I'd just throw that in there anyways, because it's uh, it's it's very interesting. It. That's no, cool. No problem. A um, couple more things. What would you say is the proudest moment you've had so far with the website? Would it be the OSP news or is there anything else that sort of stands out? Uh, it was probably the proudest and probably most controversial, I guess, was the the Rose, uh, Nami Yunus and, and Joanna story. That's um, right. We totally stood behind that story. We never back down we had you know very good sources that that was happening um got shot down by pretty much everybody um including ariel <laughs> and which i reminded him of when when i saw him in person but it's all in the past and we've totally buried the hatchet and uh, you know i'm super happy for ariel that he got on that that espn gig i congratulated him i think that's a, i mean getting off topic here but that's just a massive step for MMA in, in general, in my opinion, uh, you know, at least in the U.S., I don't, I don't know, you know, it's it's different for for Can Canadians, but ESPN is like the um, sports, you know. Oh no, we, we 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 get it because we we have TSN here in Canada, which is like the the, the Canadian ESPN, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we still get a lot of ESPN content on TSN, to be honest. So we're we're uh, quite aware, like how how big of a deal it is, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's great for everyone because you know you have Ariel on this new platform. Luke Thomas, you know, moves into the to the uh, MMA hour slot. Say what you want about him, I still think he was the right guy for the job. Um, but but I this agree. sort of th this opens up other you know opportunities for other people in other positions. It's sort of like you know everything sort of moves up a ladder. So I think there's 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 good spots everywhere and uh you know at the very least the fact that uh you know ariel's on espn it sort of breaks uh him outside the bubble because i think that uh you know when you look at mma fighting that is the pinnacle of you know mma journalism and, and media in our bubble but now you've got ariel going outside that bubble into the mainstream in espn and i think that's important i know i know he was on fox as well but him having a weekly show on espn that that's a big deal so yeah, and like Ariel really cleared the air with a lot of the the back end type stuff that he was doing with ESPN, and and doesn't seem to be like any conflicts of interest at all. So that was that was like really cool to see, and uh, I'm totally on board with him being. Um, I don't exactly remember what his position with MMAJ is, but I know he's on the the board of MMAJA, mm -hmm. um, and, and that's you know, I, I'm totally I, I like I talk I told Gross like I, sign me up like uh, I'm good to go on that. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I didn't really answer your question. I kind of no, went no, off no, no. I, was just, I, I don't know. We, were, yeah, we, we kind of went off, but but it's important. You know, I I, I did I, I put a video up. Um, you know, last week just reacting to the Luke Thomas news. I think it's important. Um, you know, we see a lot of chatter on Twitter, but there's not a ton of discussion because you know it's not like 
like Luke can talk a little bit about it on his show. And I know he did. I know he acknowledged, obviously, Ariel moving on and, and everything like that. But I haven't seen a lot of discussion on it. And it's really important for this industry because, you know, these are these are the two shows right now that, that people and, you know, there's MMA Junkie Radio and there's a lot of other uh, shows out there. But it's certainly, you know, th these are sort of the big two that, that people will be keeping their eye on. And it, and it really impacts a lot of things as far as, you know, interviews and, and all that stuff. So it's good to good to talk about it and, and uh, you know, keep it in mind. Um, what would you say is, and we've talked, you know, a lot, of, there's been a lot of really good information here, but what would you say is some advice you'd like to give anyone that's watching this that's, you know, looking to either start a website or looking to get involved in the industry? I would say before you start a website, um, write for somebody else for a little bit. Um, don't, don't just, you know, if you're breaking in, don't just uh, immediately jump straight into um, making a website for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're doing, if you're doing, I, I would say this, if you're doing like a, um, if you're, if you're not getting any offers or, or people aren't, or other sites aren't responding to you because you don't have any work currently out there, uh, writing work, I mean, uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead, create like, like a blog or something and, and, you know, get some writing up on there just to use as writing samples, but then get in, uh, you know, with somebody, um, you know, MMA today, course <laughs> or yeah. you know there's there's plenty of other options out there like mma sucka you know um it, plenty of other uh, websites you can, you can kind of break in on um as long as you have writing samples i'm sure that they'll, they'll be more than willing to take you on and, and then kind of work work there for a sec for for you know a, a while and and figure you know some of these smaller details that you probably would have never thought of um out and then at that point, if you still think you want to, uh, you know, start your own website, then start your own website. Don't just jump straight to that. I didn't do that. So like, and, and I know people who have, and it, it usually, it, I mean, it, it might be some success stories out there, but there's probably a lot of guys who just, uh, you know, fizzled out after a while. And and what I what I tell people all the time, and I, I literally have to repeat this exact same you know set of rules sort of going forward. And, and I'm not an expert, but this is just something I've noticed over over time. Is you know if you're starting out, do a small commitment. If you have a full time job, you know do do an article a week. If you can commit to that, that's a start, right? Like do an article yeah. a week. And and you know I we talked here about mentors. I really think that's important. Have someone that can review your work so you're getting better. A lot of people get weird when it comes to criticism. Um, you know, it because people take it as like an ego thing, or they think they don't know what they, what they're doing is is right or wrong. Like you could go to journalism school, and there's still things in this industry that you're not going to learn in school that you have to get just by you know some of the stuff we talked about here today. So I think you know small commitment. Uh, getting mentors and then, you know, finding your niche and that, that in itself is tough. But I always say, you know, regional MMA, international MMA, that can always use more coverage. Women's MMA could use more coverage. Those are ways to sort of break in because I hear this a lot and I think you can be successful in this industry, but you have to approach it the right way. And like you said, you can't just come in the front door and say, Hey, I, Hey, I need to get, I need to get paid even though I don't have any work, I'm going to, I'm going to try and interview Max Holloway. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Like you have, there's a, there's, there's, there's steps to this. It takes years sometimes. Like I was talking to someone yesterday about them wanting to go full time. And I'm like, how long have you been doing this? And they're like two years. And I'm like, you know, minimum five years. I mean, there's a lot of people like that just think that it's, it's that easy to get in and it's not, you got to work at it. You got to, there, there's a lot of different angles to this thing and, and you need to approach it in, in the right way. Um, would you say, is there anything I'm missing there as far as I, uh, you know, sort of starting out? No, I mean, I, I thought you were dead on there. Um, I mean, besides, you know, the, the one article a week thing is great. Is make that make that smaller commitment at first, and then kind of figure out from there. Um, I think, you know, as far as you, you really need to be open to criticism, though, because exactly. I mean, even if you even if you went to school and, and you know you think you know you're you're you know the smartest guy in the room or whatever. Uh, there's just certain things like like titles, for instance, on, on articles. Like sometimes they won't make sense to you. They're just not. Uh, but but they make sense to the people who've been around the industry for a while. Um, they know what's going to get the reader, um, you know, to to click on the art. And I'm not talking about clickbait. I'm talking no. about just an, a title that you know readable. Uh, sparks, yeah, sparks interest and and makes and, and tells readers, you know, what what you know what they're going to be getting into. So that that's very important. And I think that's something that a lot of the, the guys coming up, they, 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 they just don't understand that they'll just put, you know, very bluntly, um, you know, interview with, with, you know, like you said, Max Holloway interview with Max Holloway. 
pre-fight interview. I've seen yeah. that before. <laughs> pre-fight interview. Well, no shit. We know that he's not fighting yet. Like, come on. <laughs> Let's get a little bit more creative here. Let's yeah, exactly. Whatever. Um, yeah, I there's um, yeah, it's funny. I, I uh, Adam, my co-host at Parting Shot, we always DM each other when we find like really obnoxious, just plain Jane titles, whether it's on a video interview or like an article, or it's like, come on, just put a little effort in there. Like we got to get something. Like you know, I, I don't know. I, I can't even think of any off the top of my head, but there's some really funny ones that I've uh, come across. Um, what about you? What is the dream job for you? Like, I mean, doing this full time, getting paid really well, I think that's a dream job for everyone. Is that the same for you? What would be the the, the dream job for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I I've had some experiences like working for other sites, and I, there's just nothing like like um, you know being able to work for your own site. Um, and I mean, the, I guess the dream job. I'm moving out to Vegas actually at the end of this. In, Ooh, nice. In August. Um, so that's kind of me like taking a headfirst dive into um, you know that, that's pretty much like the center of combat sports. It's 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 where all the boxing events go down it's where you know the ufc's headquarters are so not i'm not that i'm moving out there solely just for um uh you know for the purposes of of you know improving the website but just uh rent's very expensive here in san diego <laughs> i was just gonna say it's really cheap to live in Vegas, especially if you're outside of the strip i talked to a lot of fighters about this you know? yeah john i had pizza me and john morgan and uh and jose youngs and i think i think a couple other guys um had had pizza while we were in chicago and he totally sold me on um um on moving to vegas like he was he was very um, you know, adamant that it's a, it's a, it's a great place to live. Like you don't need to worry about these, the, the negative comments people say about Vegas or anything like that. Like it, it's, it's, it's great out there. He's, he's never had any complaints and he, he just loves living out there and kind of being, you know, central to everything that's going on. So, um, yeah. Especially with all the fighters going to the PI now, like if you wanted to get yeah. an interview or something, I mean, the, the, the amount of fighters that go through there is just really incredible. Like I'm going to International Fight Week next week. Like I'm trying to line up some stuff. I know some fighters that are just not even in the UFC that are just there training, uh, you know, with certain camps. So I'm going to be hitting up them and just trying to get as much content as I can, uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, th that week, because there's obviously so many fighters that are just in town, just, you know, watching the card or that they're training. Right. So you're definitely, yeah. uh, definitely onto that. Um, last question before I let you go here, we're going to wrap things up. What do you see as the future for MMA today? What, what's sort of the next step? I mean, we talked about the Google ads coming in. Is it, you know, becoming one of those big three websites and, you know, trying to compete? Exactly. Yeah. I want, I want it. I want us to be synonymous with the, with the bigger guys. I mean, I, I want MMA today to be when you mentioned, you know, MMA junkie, MMA uh, fighting, you know, any of those, I want, I want MMA today to be up there with them. Um, you know, and I'm not delusional or anything. I realize that that's years off. Um, but someday I want, I, I, I guess if you, if you want to ask me what my dream job is, and I, I kind of not answer that, uh, it would be, you know, managing the site, um, that I built and, and it being, you know, synonymous with, with, the uh, MMA journalism in general. Awesome. Tony, this is a blast, man. We, we were just about at an hour here. Um, you know, I say this all the time. If you're looking to get into, uh, in, involved in this industry, start a blog, get some stuff written and then come to Tony and, uh, you know, definitely hit up MMA today. I really love what you guys are doing. Keep up the great work. Uh, it was so cool getting to, to hear your story and everything like that. Just remind people uh, where they can find you on social media, where they can find information about MMA today. And if anyone's watching that wants to get into this, uh, get, get involved and, and be a contributor to MMA today, where can they find all that information? Yeah, definitely. And thank you so much, James, for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. this. Was this was probably one of the funnest podcasts I've done. Nice. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I got your yeah. name right, and you had a fun podcast. So we're yeah, yeah, you killed it, man. Um, totally. Uh, so my my Twitter, I, I mean, well, uh, the site Twitter is at MMA Today News. Uh, my Twitter at Big Tone MMA. Um, if, if you need to reach out to us, um, we're we're always available at, at Team at mma-today.com is the email address you want to send anything your writing samples whatever to um and if if you you know if you have any you know it, it doesn't even have to be mma to be honest like i said i started out in mlb so let's say you have like some writing you did about nfl prospects or college football send it over like we we can you know it doesn't have to be mma just 
anything uh, that kind of um, sets you apart from the rest of the guys and, and lets us know you're you can write them. We'll, we'll, we'll work it. We'll, we'll work with you. Good stuff. Love hearing that. Uh, guys, next week, I'm probably not going to be doing an episode just because I will. I definitely won't be doing it Thursday because uh, we've got media day next week for uh, for the UFC 226 card. So I'll be off next week. But in the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Lynch on Sports. You can find all my interviews there. I've interviewed like half the, the top 27 finale card and half the UFC 226 card. So check all those out. You can find all my stuff on my YouTube channel. I put all the playlists there. So you'll see that there. I want to thank Tony for coming on the show. And again, guys, if you're interested in getting involved in media, go hit Tony up. He's a great guy. And I'm really glad you got to tell a story here today and uh thanks everyone for watching i will see you soon just keep tabs on my twitter for when the next episode will be and we'll see you next time say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.